Welcome to the NatMathSci podcast, brought to you by the National Mathematics and Science College. This is the podcast to let you find out more about NatMathSci by hearing staff and students talking about their experiences here, all unscripted and unplugged, so that you can hear what life is really like at the college. In this episode, we talk to Martin Colliver, the new head of computing who is due to start at the college in September 2021. We ask him what brought him into teaching, what attracted him to NatMathSci, but also what he's most looking forward to getting stuck into when he joins the college later in the year. And we also find out what he likes to do for fun. It's always interesting asking people that question. But for now, let's get into this episode right now. Martin, welcome to the NatMathSci podcast and thank you for being here. How are you today? Hi, yeah, thank you, Simon. I'm fine, thank you. I'm a bit achy today. Uh, just recently been going around uh, a Go8 course with my family. So Ooh. it sort of stretched my legs and it stretched my arms. And um, yeah, feel, feeling a bit sore from that, unfortunately. But um, it, it was really good fun. So Go8, that's the high wire climbing, is that right? Yeah, that's the one. So um, <laughs> did the whole family. So three children and the wife. Uh, okay. And we, we, we had a great laugh. Are you scared of heights at all? No, no, not at the moment. Um, used to be when I was younger, but grown to realise that when you're doing something like Go Ape, the um, you put your faith in in the wire that's sort of supporting you, mm. and then actually you can you can have a real go at it. So mm. still don't like looking down, but uh, yeah, it's good fun. Now today we're going to be finding out all about the world of computing at the college. But at the moment, of course, you're not actually working there. You're due to start there later this year. So I'd like instead to begin by asking you what brought you into teaching as a career? Ah, yeah, that's a good question. I, I did my uh, pure maths and computation degree up in Manchester. Um, and after doing that, I uh, started a PhD. Uh, we were looking into how you can use a neural network to try and identify uh, where a leak might be in an industrial gas line. <laughs> I had lots of nonlinear maths and it was my first look into neural networks and, and it was it was really fascinating mm -hmm. but um, at the same time I was sort of working with graduates at a maths clinic okay. and I actually realised that I was enjoying the teaching more than actually doing the researching oh, really? um, okay. so I, I put the PhD on hold uh, and moved across to do a PGCE um, and it was whilst doing my PGCE which was actually in mathematics because mm -hmm. um, there wasn't a computer science PGCE at that time. Mm -hmm. And it was realizing that uh, one of the first interviews I had was, you know, what's made you think to be a, a, to become a teacher. And I was reflecting back on how teachers had inspired me and encouraged me to sort of follow, follow what I was interested in at my secondary school. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that really sort of started me off on the teaching path. So starting with teaching uh, graduate students, uh, like undergraduate students with their maths clinics, uh, moved me into uh, becoming a maths teacher to start with. So which university was that in Manchester that you mentioned? Uh, so yeah, so I did my pure maths and computation degree at the University of Manchester, came back to Coventry University to start okay. my PhD, and then moved across to the University of Warwick to, to actually do my teacher training. I see, right, okay. So, so a, a little move around. <laughs> a little move. Well, that's all good. We can we can move around. That's all good. And what attracted you specifically to NatMatsai? As you're sort of saying, I, I, I've not started at NatMatsai yet. I, I'm going to be starting in September. Um, currently, I work at Warwick School. What interested me was this opportunity um, that, that sort of came my way to, to move across to this uh, small college, uh, which hasn't really got a computer science department at the moment. 
And so it's, it's a unique opportunity to actually build a department, uh, to work with the college and to look at how computer science can actually link in with all the STEM subjects and really have an opportunity to build something from scratch, which uh, to me, having worked at uh, my current school for a, you know, for a while at the moment, uh, is a unique opportunity. So mm. I'm really looking forward to move forward to that. So tell me more then about how you're viewing the building of that from scratch, to use your words. What sort of exciting things do you see coming your way regarding that? What sort of exciting things do you see coming in that department? And what sort of challenges do you expect you might experience on the way? As a good challenge to start with, because uh, <laughs> um, the, the, uh, I don't think we haven't really got a room set up yet. So that's my first <laughs> challenge. So, uh, yeah, so it's just totally blank. So um, what I'm interested in is, um, you know, working with the college and, and seeing how we can link computer science across all of their departments. Mm. So, so being a STEM college, computing can actually fit in with, with most subjects. Uh, and, and it'd be really interesting to work with the the other subjects and actually uh, look into how we can use computing to actually fit in with what they're doing at the same time. And, mm. and so uh, with uh, sort of the science subjects, a lot of data analysis goes on. So it'd be interesting to look into how we can bring uh, what we're doing in computing, which might be um, you know analyzing data and mm-hmm. thinking about predicting from this data, uh, how we can link that in with the experiments that maybe they're doing uh, in their subjects as well. And I, I think that's quite unique because you know in, in most large schools um, departments, not that they are institutions on their own, uh, mm-hmm. but that they can actually be quite separate. Whereas moving to this uh, sort of small, smaller college that's really focused on giving them a breadth of STEM, there are these opportunities for the departments really to be closer to each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's fascinating for me. I think that's mm. going to be quite exciting. And tell me a little bit about what you've been doing at your current school in the world of computing and how that experience can help in the building of a new department at the college. I really like making uh, computing uh, physical, explorative, uh, creative. One of the key things that I've done at my current school is working with robotics, uh, but also making computing physical. So if, if you come into my lab at the moment, you'll see that I've got a set of traffic, well, re- real size traffic lights on my wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on the other side of the wall, there's a pedestrian box. So what the students love doing is coming in and pressing, you know, pressing the pedestrian box. And mm. after a certain amount of time, uh, my traffic lights start flashing at them. And it's just sort of showing them that... Um, Whilst we're used to working at computers all the time, mm-hmm. um, actually, um, if we connect things to computers and actually make a computer do something, uh, it, it can actually make it a lot more, a lot more real to them. So, um, mm. at my current school, I, I did do a master's degree via research, and we looked into uh, how robotics can actually show you uh, how students begin to understand programming. So, um, yeah, I spent quite a bit of time researching into that. So how, how, how do we learn to program and how can we actually make it a more solid experience? This is, this is amazing. It really is. Tell me more then about what do you enjoy about computer science so much? What is it about computer science that just kind of lights you up? <laughs> no, it's, it's this getting computers to do things uh, uh, and realising that um, if we put our mind to it, that that's actually what we can do quite like taking topics like when you teach in GCC or A-level. So, for example, uh, working with images. Mm -hmm. So um, students need to understand how images are stored on a computer. 
mm-hmm. which is basically a load of ones and zeros. Okay. But um, these days you can actually get your, so you can get some programming code out and you can start manipulating those ones and zeros. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you suddenly realize that like a filter in Photoshop is something that, um, you know, if, if you write the instructions carefully, it's something you can do yourself via code. So it's that realization that you know all the stuff that's going on inside our computers has, has been written by people. Mm-hmm. It's not magic. It's uh, it's usually you know bits of maths formulas and all sorts of other things. But but showing the students that if if you spend a bit of time and just sort of write uh, some series of instructions, uh, you can actually get the computer to do it for you. And that can be quite an eye opener. You know the idea that just like a podcast you know we, we can take an mp3 file uh, and with a little bit of code we, we could speed it up we could slow it down we could mm. reverse it we could turn it round and it's it's that sort of linkage between what a computer does uh, and the instructions underneath it that I think are quite fascinating for students. Okay let's talk about careers that are available to people that go into computing we hear about the likes of Google's head office with with slides and we hear about Facebook's sleep pods that they've got but what are the realities of working in coding as in should every student expect a working environment like those companies if they went into computing? That That's really interesting I think I'd l- love to be a, a person who's encouraging sort of every student to realise that uh, in, a, in a career these days there might be opportunities to bring computing and code it, it into what they're doing. Mm. Um, I remember when, um, so occasionally we've taken students across to Jag- Jaguar Land Rover. Okay. Um, and and the, the, the engineers there, often sometimes, if we, if we ask them, the engineers will often say, yes, you know, we occasionally we, we dive into Python to write a bit of code. And you're sort of thinking, well, you know, th- these are engineers uh, and they're having to occasionally to sort of go into programming to actually model something and see what's going to happen. I think most careers these days, we are going to be working with computing. Uh, and I, I think it's important for students to realise, and basically, basically everybody to realise, sort of what's going underneath that hood uh, and try and understand that you know, if we needed to manipulate it, mm-hmm. uh, we, we have got that opportunity if we wanted to. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm quite adamant that everybody should be able to you know, explore code uh, and actually think about, well, it might not be fully relevant to their, to what they're doing, but that there, there might be applications in the future. And so, um, yeah, uh, you know, creative subjects, art subjects, uh, and obviously the science subjects, they can all link into uh, this idea of using a computer to do something for you. And we often hear in the media that many current jobs that we undertake right now will become extinct in the future because of things like AI. Is this a threat or an opportunity to mankind? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I've got uh, I've got some great books about robot uprising. So yeah, um, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I I I think jobs will still be around, and I think that there's obviously many opportunities for jobs coming into those subject areas. So um, the topic of machine learning, the topic of data analysis, all seem to be really important at the moment. And obviously, in, in, just reading in, in the news recently about cybersecurity as well, there I think there's there's men, I think careers careers are maybe changing directions, are uh, you know shifting, but I think you know computing and technology is there, so th- there's always going to be opportunities to understand where we're going next. You mentioned about data analysis, and it's quite hard to hear that phrase without thinking about the likes of Cambridge Analytica and companies like that. Do you think that people are right to be cautious? when they hear things like this in the media? 
I think there is a worry about sort of the how much data is being collected uh, and what people are are able to do with that. I quite like the idea of open data. So uh, I'm encouraging my A-level students at the moment to access data that is open and available to us. Mm -hmm. So recently, for example, I mean, the government, the government make quite a lot of data freely available. So we've been taking, just to keep it relevant, we've been taking the coronavirus data. Uh, and as I've been showing students how with, you know, with uh, a little bit of code, you, you can access that data freely. Uh, you can download it and then you can manipulate it and turn it into a graph and all sorts of things. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think we do have to worry about uh, what's being collected on us, uh, what's going on sort of on these networks. And I think by showing students that there is this open data available as well, that they can realise that uh, they can look at how this data can be analysed, how it can be explored, uh, and maybe appreciate uh, what these companies are doing. I mean, there probably are benefits for us, what these companies are doing, mm -hmm. um, but also be aware of the concerns. And I think we should always be aware of the concerns that technology brings mm. uh, and maybe not be scared of it, but, you know, having discussions about it. And I think that's important. So what responsibilities do you think should be placed on data scientists regarding the ethics of how data is managed? Well, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a tricky one, isn't it? <laughs> I think, I suppose it also it depends who they're working for. I think, I think we just all need to be aware of, of the data that's sort of out there, the data that's being captured um, as, as we use these devices. And I think you, you probably are right that when people are working with data analysis, um, they need to be aware of the, the issues around that and what it might mean for society. Mm. Actually, um, one, one of the new topics that came onto the A-level recently was a, a shift from learning about uh, laws. And so it used to be just data protection law, computer misuse at law. Mm -hmm. um, we've moved now to begin to get students to, to grapple with those moral and ethical issues so yeah so little scenarios like you know if you were working for google and you had this data what issues are there and so there was the um there was the example of when the, the google cars were, were driving around and, and mapping mm -hmm. uh, and yet they were track they were tracking uh wi-fi wi access points at the mm. same time mm. and so there's those conversations to be had now i think you know uh, i think that was you know a fault of a, a programmer somewhere leaving something in code and it, it's those sort of interesting issues that you know what checks do companies have to make sure uh, what they're doing is is uh is right for society i suppose let's bring it back to the college then you mentioned about building this from scratch but tell me a couple yeah. of the things that you're most excited about some of the things you're really looking forward to I, i'm looking forward to uh working with this group of international students uh, and obviously um sort of our, our local students as well and really get into grips with uh, you know allowing them to explore computing in in, in a sort of free way I, i'm wanting the department to sort of not not sort of be locked down to any any one sort of technology okay so um wanting to sort of have the ability to explore many different ways of looking at things so um yeah, I, I've got plans to have, you know, devices from all sorts of different companies so we, we can sort of look into it uh, and, and just making it, I don't know if I want to call it a playground, but yeah, we, we'll call it a playground, mm. uh, somewhere where students can come in and feel they can explore uh, and then they can go off in different directions and just have that, yeah, that, that curiosity to sort of, you know, what can I do next? 
would be quite nice. So um, I'm hoping that, um, you know, at break time or a lunch time, that there will be students in, let's call it a lab, or uh, and that they will be working on something and they'll be exploring new ideas. And that would be great to see. It all sounds very exciting. It really does. Okay, so Martin, we've learned about uh, you as a person in your past and we've learned about what you're looking forward to and you've told us a little bit about what you're doing right now. But I'd love to understand a little bit more about you as a person. Can I ask you, what do you enjoy doing when you're not at work? I, 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 am, I am quite geeky, unfortunately. So I, <laughs> some of that is, it is technology. So um, to take it away from computer programming... Um, what I found myself doing quite a lot o- o- over the last year or so is uh, moving into video editing. Okay. Um, so th- there's a variety of reasons for that, but uh, let me just give you an example. So just over the last week, I've been working with a, a friend who's wanting to do um, into puppets. Uh, okay. And so wanted to do puppets singing along to a song, but they, they only, it was only one person. And they obviously they wanted to have quite a few puppets coming on and they wanted to have um, sort of signage going up and down. And so we had to look into the exploring of, you know, green screens and things like that. Hmm. Uh, and it's been really interesting over the last year just to sort of, you know, shift. Obviously, I, I, I love coding, but just to sort of move across to a different package and actually have a little play around with video editing. And I think, you know, being locked down and things like that has just given given me time to look that look into that a bit further. Which package do you use then for your video editing? Yeah, so um, it, it was iMovie, but um, that, that, that didn't allow me to have what I needed to do. With, I had to do multiple green screens and all sorts of things. So, um, so I had to move across to Final Cut Pro just to sort of uh, move up a level. <laughs> so uh, that, that's what I've been exploring recently. Uh, and, but also, um, I, I, I've got three children, and, and, and uh, so we've been exploring Minecraft a bit more over recently. Okay. So, and, and also that's helped with school because... Um, we, we set up like a extracurricular club that met after school virtually. And so, um, yeah, Minecraft and um, uh, Redstone and, and all sorts of different things in that. So that, that, that's my geeky side. As a, as a sort of family, we, we enjoy fame, um, theme parks. So uh, we're looking forward to those opening up again. Mm. And been doing a lot of walking recently i think a lot mm-hmm. of people have so a lot, lot of walking <laughs> especially in the last 12 months <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we booked in to go to wales over the summer holiday so we're going to take in my two eldest up snowden but um i've got a younger daughter um so we're hoping as a whole family we can walk up snowden this summer mm-hmm. and i really do like just actually opening a, a real book um so just moving away from screens mm-hmm. so um mm-hmm. i have enjoyed reading uh, a bit more over the last year or so mm-hmm. so and that's obviously that's fiction and non-fiction because um it's actually just nice to find find a bit of space and open up a book mm. uh, and just sort of move into someone else's world mm. i think that's quite that's really quite that's the thing i'd encourage everybody to do actually is just to sort of find time to read because i think it's it, it, it yeah it's just nice to sort of move yourself into someone else's world and, and understand what they're thinking I love that phrase, move yourself into someone else's world. That's great. We need to bring this to a close in a moment. But for anyone who's heard anything and might have a follow-up question, what's the best way for them to get in touch? That Matt Sai has um, a website, so I presume that would be a really good place to go first. So uh, National Mathematics and Science College, which is natmatsai.act.uk. I'm actually on Twitter myself as well, so that they can find me on Twitter. So uh, my Twitter handle is mcolliver. 
so m-c-o-l-l-i-v-e-r and obviously they, they can reach out via that as well that'd be great okay well look martin thank you so much for being with us today it's been great hearing all about computing been great hearing about you though more than anything else so thank you very much for your time thank you so that was Martin Colliver talking about what's coming soon at the college in the world of computing. Don't forget, you can contact Martin directly if you'd like to on Twitter. That's M Colliver and Colliver has two L's. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, then please follow this podcast channel, because if you do, then when each episode is released, you'll receive a small notification to let you know that it's available. Each episode will be talking to someone different, which means you'll be able to gain an insight into all parts of college life. But in the meantime, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye for now.